You're listening to The Sideline Story, the platform for all rugby league identities to voice their journey, their sideline story. Welcome to episode 28 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. I am your host, Daniel Tassoni, and join with me on the panel in the virtual wool studio once again are my co-hosts, co-hosts, shit, my co-hosts, Nicholas, the good-looking Ombre Guild, and Ryan Clutchkick Clark. How are we, boys? <laughs> good, mate. Good. Good. That's good. Uh, I'm pretty Good. After that, after that opening, I'm good. You like that? Yeah. I did, fuck up. I did fuck up once, but pumped his up, eh? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Look, boys, um, a bit of a coveted episode, funnily enough, something different. Um, you know, can't get to 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 Monday nights rescheduled in our all games due to this COVID cuck that Queensland's, you know, decided to shut down the whole state because of six cases. But anyway, not my um not my forte. But anyway, before we begin, be sure, listeners, to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Cylon Story Rugby League Podcast. Also, click the master link in the timestamp description of our episodes to check out our sponsors, socials pages, or other ways to listen to the podcast on various podcast platforms. Looking ahead to today's episode... Early in the show, we go around the grounds to give our wrap-up of the English Super League round 16 matches, a possible revolution of the structures in the English game, and an update on how and when the NRL women's competition will go ahead. Also, a temporary return of the Solon Stories National, sorry, North American Rugby League news. I'm pretty jaded up about that. In the middle of the show, we give our six-game Round 20 NRL recap. Unfortunately, missed out on the Bulldogs and Titans games and the Sharks and Manly game. That's later today. Um, the back end of the show will be our bunker review segment presented by our beer sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, where this week we'll discuss the pros and cons to the player loan system and ways to implement that system. And also the wild card finals proposal. Boys. We will start with the sideline stories around the ground segment. And as usual, we start with the English Super League round 16 wrap up. So far, boys, this year, 18 games have been postponed in the English Super League. Currently, as we're speaking, round 17 is underway. So half of their games have been um, played with another game set to be postponed due to COVID. So only five of those games have been caught up, meaning 13 games remain outstanding. This is contributing to people's opinions on why the World Cup shouldn't go ahead. But the difference is, is that and people need to remember 
is that the English Super League is not bubbled. They're just living life like normal. The World Cup will be yeah. bubbled. I don't think people know that. Yeah. I only, I only found out last week when you mentioned it that they weren't in a bubble. And that, yeah, what the first thought that came to my head, why the fuck aren't they in a bubble? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to say it's because uh, the English game don't have as much money, nowhere near as much money as the National Rugby League. And are probably like, yeah, nah, it's pretty hard, eh? It's pretty plus, hard. Plus, plus they've got more vaccinations over there. So they're, and, and they've had that, that World Cup soccer thing. So, and oh, it seemed Euro- to work without a, did the they Euro- have bubbles in that? The Euro. The World, the World yeah. Cup soccer thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell I'm a massive fan. Yeah, I know. You're gigantic. The World Cup soccer Euro thing in the intercontinental yeah. nation. Um, thingy. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm actually not too sure what they did, but all I, all I know is that they played uh, the Euro Cup in 11 countries, 11 European countries at that. So I think they had like COVID passports and the crowd had to do that COVID passport thing that the New South Wales, and uh, sorry, the federal government actually wants to implement for sport next year onward. I don't see why they don't. I, yeah. It's a good idea. Anyway. Boys, we'll move on to the round 16 game. So game one, Warrington Wolves, Clarky defeat the Wigan Warriors 21 to 8. So after a two-week break, the Wolves make it seven from eight against a Warriors team struggling to match it with the top teams in the competition. They have a lot of injuries, Wigan, but they're just not. They're, they're scraping against the, the the lower sides, and they just they can't keep up. There's a bit of a drama in this game uh, where uh, Jake Mamo uh, scored a try, but in the lead-up, Josh Charnley, who's an ex-English winger, he kicked a Wigan player in the lead up and they let it go. And it was a bit controversial, but winners win. So well, they, they let Cameron Munsters go. So they might as well just make it international. <laughs> That's it. Um, boys, George Williams is set to debut in round 17. Uh, that game will be tomorrow morning. So I think he displaces Blake Austin, but we'll talk about Blake Austin soon. So everyone's pretty jet up about George Williams returning to England. And it was pretty impressive to see a packed Hallowell Jones Stadium. So Warrington Wolves' home ground. Um, it looked awesome. Again, the commentators revel in the return of crowds because that's their forte. So, yeah, one day, boys, we'll have a, you know, because this week the NRL copped it. So one day, boys, we'll have a crowds back again. Game two, the Catalans Dragons defeated the Wakefield Trinity Wildcats 40-20. to 20. So the Catalans Dragons return to full strength with James Maloney at the helm, bringing the Dragons' win streak to a club record 11 wins in a row. Very impressive. And they've had a doubleheader in France as well, which is, which is awesome for them because rarely they've been able to play there. But, again, they win. They're unstoppable at the moment. Oh, mate. They're my team, Clarky. They're my team. They're did, you, did you say they're undefeated, Dan? No, they got one loss this year. Who did they lose to? I don't I ask remember. the same question every week. I think they I don't remember, actually. That's a Fair fantastic enough. question. But there's only been one loss out of 14 games for them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, it's game three and the final game because the other three games got postponed. <laughs> um, the Leeds Rhinos defeated Hull FC, Guilty, your Hull FC club, 22 to 12. So Josh Reynolds made a return 
after recovering from COVID to no avail as Hull FC are now on a two-game losing streak. Leeds Rhinos clock their second win in a row after they lost back-to-back matches against the first-place Catalans Dragons. But it's not all good news for the Rhinos as they lost their second rower, Alex Millor, for the season to a ruptured ACL. It was gross. It was disgusting. But anyway, boys, St. Helens versus Huddersfield, postponed. Uh, Castleford versus Lee Centurions, postponed. And Southford Red Devils, Hull Kingston Rovers, postponed. And for the record, Lee haven't played in four weeks and Hull Kingston Rovers have not played five of the scheduled six matches they've had. So very, very, very interesting. But boys, some English Super League signing news and rumours. Roosters and Tongan forward Siwa Tokiaho is heavily rumoured to be edging towards an early release to sign in the English Super League. Now, it's unknown which club at the moment, but the news is that he's going to go to St. Helens to play under Tongan coach Christian Wolfe, who has just re-signed with the Saints for another year. Pretty big signing. Gigantic signing at that, actually. I thought they don't like Christian Wolfe. No, no, they love Christian Wolf. Oh, yeah. Who don't they like? Uh, you're thinking of the Samoan coach, Matt, Matt Parrish, I think. Ah, that's the one. The you're going to mix it up. No, yeah, the one who rooted it. Hadley's misses. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. El Shark Boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Matt Parrish isn't liked in the Samoan. Apparently, uh, allegedly, he's not liked by his Samoan contingent, like his players. But no, Christian Wolf, Christian Wolf is loved by his Tongan boys and by St. Helens. So, um, yeah, Tokiaho is massive. But the odd signing from, from the dogs, it's a massive signing. Yeah, how old is he? Oh, he's getting on. I didn't think he'd be old enough to be retiring already. I'd say he's 27, 28. Yeah, it's way too young. Oh, yeah. You're saying that the Super League is a retirement village? You just said that. I did not say that. You just said that. <laughs> Gildy, what do you think? Yeah, he's, he's, he's too good a player and too too young to go over there. Yeah, right. He's 29, so he'll be 30 at the start of the 2022 season. Okay. It's massive money, though. That's what I heard. Yeah, they get two marquee signings. And then they get like dispensation for overseas signings as well. So it's like, you know, you can get three marquees, basically. It's pretty good. He sort of dropped off a bit, Jack Yahoo, this year. They like uh, at the start of the year, where Hargraves was coming off the bench, mm. um, and Takiyaho and uh, Lindsay Collins were the starters, and now um, you know where Hargraves is back in the front row, and yeah, um, Takiyaho yeah. is on the bench. Yeah, I think that's. I reckon he's. Yeah, he's got one more year with the Roosters, but apparently he's going to uh, gain an early release. So good luck to him. I hope he. Um, get signed by Saints and Kills over there because he will. Uh, boys, uh, Gildy, you like this one. Unknown ESL clubs have sounded out signing Lachlan Lewis from the Bulldogs. Yeah, I think it's crazy. I think he's too good. I personally think he's too good to go over there. I don't know why. I don't know why when someone's not signing him. Like, Parramatta talking about signing Corey Norman. I'd rather Lachlan Lewis by a mile. Yeah. <laughs> I think anyone would rather Lachlan Lewis than Corey Norman. It just the, but it doesn't make sense. Like, what, why, why are people talking about like these sort of substandard players? Like Corey Norman, he's horrible, and um, Lachlan Lewis, yeah, yeah, he's not playing for the best side, but he's he's a bit underdone this year. He didn't have the preseason. He's been injured most of the year. 
when he has played, he's an effort player. He's in everything. Mm. So anyway. Boys, Southford Red Devils are said to be close to announcing the signing of Broncos halfback Brody Croft. Ooh. I think it'd be good there. He probably would be. <laughs> He'd probably kill it. Yeah. All right. Another man of steel. Yeah. Well, he's uh, another, another he's, man of steel. He's up you. against George Williams. Oh, your, your mate, Clarky. He's your, he's your halfback yeah. now. Yeah. Um, another man of steel for you, Clarky. Castleford are rumoured to have... Um, Welcome back, Zach Hardacre from the Wigan Warriors. Unconfirmed, but big rumour that he's going to go back. They move around. They seem to move around. Like, I know when uh, it's, it's poaching season, the NRL players move, but normally it's it's due to uh, lack of space in the salary cap. Yeah. Where in England, they just seem to flip about whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like that a little bit. Well, yeah. to your point, Guilty. Uh, Leeds Rhinos are rumoured to be signing Blake Austin as a result of Warrington signing George Williams. So, so, so is it immediate? No, 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 no. Because their season's um, their season. Oh, it could be actually. You you might be onto something because players are moving, and you can go on loan in England. Unlike the NRL, they've got a formalised system over in England. But we'll yeah, get right. to that in our bunker review. It's, but, it's strange though. Like you think that. With the way they're going currently, mm. and they've got George Williams now, why not keep both of them? Well, I think they got because uh, they got Widdop as well. I'd keep all three. Yeah, right. I'd keep all three, but put one at fullback. Yeah. But anyway, um, he was rumored to go to Hulkingston Rovers, but um, they uh, want the Rhinos want Blake Austin to partner Aiden Caesar in twenty twenty two. I reckon so. that's a pretty good. That's pretty. That looks pretty good. Yeah. One's a ball player, one's a runner. I don't think Clarkie sounded too impressed. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, played, they, they played together at Canberra, didn't they? No, no it's all right. Yeah, oh, they thought, did. Actually, you're right. I thought you went, ooh. It's no, like, no, no, no. I was, oh, okay. I was coughing. Oh, fair, enough. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Uh, boys, Raiders backup fullback Caleb Aikens is reportedly pursuing a move to English Super League. So he must be getting the shits because... He's not getting to go at Canberra, and rightfully so. I don't think he's that uh, much of a gun player, to be fair. He had his go and didn't take it with both hands. That's just... Yeah, it's weird, though, that like, like, even Penrith sort of liked him. In general, I mean, like, it's, it's, he's, he's, he's a weird player. Yeah. Uh, Boys, the last one. Uh, North Devils in the Queensland Cup have snatched... So that's Brisbane Broncos feeder. They've snatched Nene McDonald for the remainder of the season. So his last club that he played for was Cronulla. He only got two games with them, but he's he was heavily rumoured to make a mid-season switch to Lee Centurions along with Titans forward Sam Stone. But yep. the, the North Devils, who are currently outright first in the Queensland Cup, they signed him instead. So he's going to a team that's yeah. potentially going to win it instead of a team that's going to get relegated. So... Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. But boys, over to some quick English championship news. So that's division two for those that are unaware. We were talking about Featherston Rovers and Toulouse Olympic, the two teams that are undefeated in the championship. They finally went head to head this morning. And boys, my boys, Toulouse Olympic are now outright first as they beat Featherston Rovers 23 to 8. 
Fantastic. Yeah, right. And it sold out, Featherstone, whichever their home ground's called. It was sold out. It's only 5,000 people, but it was sold out. And, um, yeah, Toulouse won. And they were off for a few weeks because of COVID, because people are cancelling their games to go to France. They don't want to go there. Um, so yeah, right. throwing Toulouse and the Catalans Dragons out a bit. Catalans are coming to England instead, but Toulouse, no one's going there, so they're just cancelling games. But, yeah. It'll be interesting that that's, uh, that means that there'll be two French sides. Hopefully. Hopefully. So on that, Guilty and Clark, yeah. this is what uh, – there's a big shake-up on the horizon for the English game. You ready for this one? Yeah. So lots of back backroom, boardroom uh, talk regarding the English Super League, Division 1, English Championship, Championship Division 2, and English League 1, which is Division 3. So they want to have a, a restructure over the next couple of years. Again, by the way, they've had a lot in the last decade, but they want to stick with this one. Now, I think they said that about the last one. Yeah. Well, this was the first year of this version where it's one up, one down, but because of COVID, so because of the postponing, the forfeiting, the cancelling of games this season, there's been a proposal that relegation is unfair to the, to the delight of Lee Centurions because they're losing all their games. I think it's unfair because of uh, the amount of postponements in particular and that there might not be a catch-up of these games. So what they're proposing is instead of relegation, they're only going to allow promotion. So at the moment, there's 12 Super League teams. Next year, they they want 14. So they're going to promote two instead of one. Yeah, right. So Featherston and Toulouse might go through. Yeah. So say, for example, it's those two. And then, now this is where this is where it gets, um, this is where a certain Rabbitoh CEO comes into play in Shane Richardson, by the way, Clarkie. Uh, he has proposed that four go up in 22 and then four get relegated in 2023. So in 2023, this is what they want. They want a Division One English Super League and a Division Two English Super League, so that there's ten. Sorry, that there's twenty full-time professional clubs playing rugby league. At the moment, you've got twelve full-time clubs, and then you've got a, a litter of them in Championship, and then you've got semi-pro to amateur in uh, League One. So what they want is 20 full-time professional teams to strengthen Div 1, Div 2. And then from 2023 onward, you go one up, one down. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. What's Richo got to do with it? So he he's the guy that's put this proposal. He's the mastermind of this proposal. He he is he not is he is this is he not in charge of South anymore? No. No, he's not. He hasn't been there for ages. No, it's Blake Solly that's in charge, bro. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So he is attempting to re-jig rugby league because he's in love with the game. But he, but he, he's of the strong opinion, and he's probably right, that the English game is dying. In uh, Rugby league's dying in England, basically. So he's spearheading the idea to introduce this restructure as well as introducing an independent commission, just like the NRLs. The NRL did it in 2012, 
And I think the game's gone, they've gone above and beyond. Like their professionalism has gone to another level once they've included a better structure in the office. This is the NRL. He wants this for the English Super League because he thinks it's just too much infighting and too many dickheads swinging their dicks and, you know, being gronks. Wouldn't, wouldn't that, wouldn't that cause, so, so there's currently 12 teams in the, in the, in the, in the competition mm. and there's going to be 14 next year. Mm. And then there'll be 10 the year after that with four definites in the, so you yeah, have but, to lift six, six up into that out of the rest. Yeah. But it, it kind of, what it's doing is it's, it's establishing like there's a div one and oh, by the way, they don't want to call it Super League. They want to change it because they're saying that era is fucked. You know, we haven't done anything since 1996 when they've made the Super League. They said we have not grown far enough, wide enough, big enough to expand and do X, Y, Z that, they've, that they set out to 25 years ago. They want to right. get away from the Super League era and start, you know, the rejuvenation of rugby league in England. And they think I guess. having a 10-team comp as the Div 1 and a 10-team comp as Div 2, then they've got their semi-pro teams underneath that and then their amateur teams under that, that is the best structure. So so can you still just say you're in Div 2 and you win Div 2, can you move up to Div 1? Yeah, yeah. So those 10, so, so, what, so Div 1 English Super League and Div 2 English Super League, we'll call it those for yeah. now, you can move in between them. Below yeah, right. that, below that, it's dependent on um, the uh, probably a different structure. It'd be money and yeah, everything else. Yeah, that's basically it. They have to they have to prove their worth at being a full time club. <coughs> Toulouse and Venison are, are both full time, by the way, so they will assu- make it. Yeah, and I'm assuming the theory is that when someone comes up from Div Two, then they're already more competitive than what they would have been under this current structure. Yeah. yeah. And it also gives them an extra three games because they will have them televised. They just need to sort all this shit out over time. But look, I like Shane Richardson's proposal. He's also pushing for the NRL to buy a stake in the English Super League. He's really pushing. I think they should. Yeah, they should. Yeah. Well, they know how to run the best, the, pre- the premier rugby comp. Boys, we've said it every episode, I think, in the last five weeks. They are the premier yeah. rugby comp. Why not? Mate, the, the salary cap should have been 10 mil this year. It's nine still, even with COVID. You yeah. know, but it was it was projected for 10. They lost a mil each because of COVID. Oh well, like they'll get it back. Next the next TV deal is going to be massive as well. And, and if anyone be- can sort if anyone can sort this out, it's Shane Richardson. The bloke's the bloke's been in charge of two clubs that have won grand finals. Was he in, he's in yeah. charge of Penrith, wasn't he, before South? Yeah, he was in charge of Penrith in 03 when they won the comp and then moved over to South in, I think, like 2010, maybe. So, like, four years later, we won a comp there. So, he knows what he's doing. He knows football. Yeah. He's a good bloke to have there. And, mate, I'm all, all power to him. I hope he does it. So, we'll see how that pans out, boys. But we won't talk about round 17 because that round is nowhere near completed. So, we'll talk about that next week. But, boys, over to the NRL women's competition. So in its first year of expansion and fourth year overall, the NRLW comp was supposed to begin during round 22 of the NRL men's season uh, and act as curtain raises to those games leading into the men's grand final. Instead, due to the New South Wales COVID outbreak, the ARL commission have confirmed that the competition for the women 
will instead be played as a standalone competition starting in October, the same week as the NRL Grand Final. So personally, I like this move because effectively it shows where the women's game sits in terms of popularity and it doesn't need to rely on the men's game. It will legitimately it will show it will show the women's game legitimate data and, and in, in the By sense itself. of popularity. Yeah. That's what it's that's what it's doing. That's what it's doing. Okay. So it's not cancelled. They're pushing ahead with the same season. So they're gonna have because uh, it's six teams, so they versus each other once, semi-final, grand final. They just need to confirm the schedule. But I like it. The only thing I don't like about it is that it's just confirming that the women, Australian and New Zealand teams won't be going to the World Cup. Like, that's a definite now. Yeah, but right. This whole... Parramatta, Parramatta might win a grand final, at least. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I don't think the... Like, if the Rugby League World Cup in 2021 goes ahead, I don't think they're really... They're, they're going to hold the wheelchair or women's components. We didn't speak about that last week. Um, we're not going to speak about the World Cup this week that much because there hasn't been many developments, but they're still... Um, they've gone to a lot of a lot of meetings, a lot of... Um, there's been a lot of uh, statements from, you know... Well, they're, they're, they're sort of has. Like the, the, clubs, the clubs are still playing... The, well, the club, asshole game. Yeah, the, like they've well, come out recently and said, "Oh, we'd love it to be next year." No, they yeah, wouldn't. They're just yeah. trying to. They're just trying to, you know, save a bit of face. Yeah. Look, I will say one thing, boys, because um, I don't want to get into another rant about the World Cup again. Even though our fans, our followers, really appreciated our views, they thought they were fair. They thought they that like they were well crafted, I guess. Lots of good feedback. Lots of lots of good feedback. I know some people got offended about the whole like you know, we didn't take COVID into account during our like our posts, but in our podcast when we articulate it the way we did, mate, they can't argue. How can the people argue? <laughs> you know what I mean, boys? <laughs> yeah, agree. They can't. Yeah, they totally understood the question. It's it. It's it. But boys, before we move on to the NRL. It, I feel it feels it's exciting to say this again, but over to some North American rugby league news. How exciting! Oh my god, how exciting, boys! So, lads, the past weekend just went. Clarky, your Cleveland 13s club played the Atlanta Rhinos in a North American rugby league friendly in Cleveland, Ohio. So, mate, they're gearing up for next year. Uh, the owner of Cleveland 13s, his name's Monty Gaddis. Mate, he's the pioneer for rugby league over there. He's promoting it like it's the NFL. He used to be an NFL prospect. Uh, I don't think he made it or he got injured, something like that. And now he's spearheading the NRL, particularly in Cleveland. But to your dismay, Ryan Clutch Kick Clark, the Atlanta Rhinos defeated Cleveland 13, 64 to 12. <laughs> 64 to 12. Look, the game was live streamed on Facebook. I watched the first half. And the defensive efforts were left to be desired, to say it uh, nicely. They weren't good. But it's, this is a start. This is their first game, and they're building the foundations to a pro-am comp for next year. It's pretty I, exciting. I started watching the um, – I watched a bit of their they, – they released some footage of them training. Yeah. This is the Cleveland side. And they, they look pretty good, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like going through their drills. 
Yeah, mate. They, they're, they're big and they're athletic. Yeah, mate. They, yeah. It's awesome because um, uh, we decided to uh, promote that game on the socials. And now um, Monty Gattis, Cleveland 13s, Atlanta Rhinos, and the North American Rugby League um, competition itself, they are all following us on Instagram now. And they're excited for us to help promote them in you know, the following year and the years to come, hopefully. So that's good. gigantic news. But lads, the Cylon Stories Round 20 NRL recap. The COVID-cucked NRL recap, by the way. We're not going to talk about tips because the season's the 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 round's not over. We still have two games to get through. And yeah, can I I'm just not... say something on that? Mm. I forgot to change my Broncos one, so I think we've all got the same tips. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I didn't pick the Bulldogs. I'm sure they're going to lose, but yeah, we'll see. You picked the Bulldogs, did you? I no, no, I picked Titans. No. No, don't be silly. Yeah, right. Dogs are destined for a wooden spoon, my friend. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, it took me twenty rounds to admit it, but I've admitted it. <laughs> They're getting yeah. a wooden spoon. Yep. Um. So, boys, I don't know if you heard this. I don't know what you think about it, but with Queensland haphazardly going into a snappy New South Wales style hard lockdown after six COVID cases, um, I can only emphasise the NRL competition continuing uninterrupted if they play in regional Queensland stadiums for the remainder of the season, or they move to Victoria because big news is the MCG is going to take the NRL grand final and have them on the same weekend, have it on the same weekend as the AFL grand final, which I think is pretty cool. I don't know what you boys think. I don't think it's cool at all. (sighs) Cool if you don't. Why? Uh, Why? I I know everyone's, everyone's like, Melbourne deserve it because they've been so good and they've been so no 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 that's not why good no no but that's what every that's what everyone's getting on board with hmm. we need to the Queensland government and the Queensland people have allowed the competition to continue they need to be thanked with the grand final yeah I agree the problem is but I was happy with that last week we said it last week yeah sweet Queensland can get like Suncorp can have it, you know, what can you do? But they got six cases and they're like, oh, lockdown like New South Wales for three days. But like, who knows? Like when it's grand final week, they might get five cases and they go, whoops, sorry, not. No. Because Victoria's heaps better. Victoria's oh. a lot more level-headed than <laughs> Queensland. I don't know. No, they're all, the, they're all the fucking same. Look, the only reason why I like the MCG idea is because it holds 100,000. I think cricket grounds shouldn't hold rugby league because they're round stadiums. And that's why I don't like Homebush Stadium. And I was so for that stadium being renovated, but shit happens. But anyway, the only reason why Do, I like the um, is because 100,000 people. Why the same why the same weekend as the AFL Grand Final, though? It's always been like that. Third of, yeah, uh, the first week of October is Queen's, um, Queen's birth. Uh, what is it? Queen's birthday? Oh, I don't know. Some holiday. Bank holiday. Bank holiday. Yeah, so get, do you reckon they fill the stadium with an with an NRL grand final? What is it? Uh, Victorians love sport. <laughs> Haven't yeah, they always that say that? Yeah, they, they always, always say that. Say it. It's because they got nothing. Uh, yes, I think they would, and I think it's a good thing because I think it would spruce interest for rugby league in Victoria. Despite the fact, I'm going to go back on what I just said instantly. Despite the fact they've only had four 
legitimate juniors crack the NRL in their 23 years of existence. But anyway, I'm not ripping on the storm or nothing. But so, so you think giving the NRL grand final to Melbourne, it's all of a sudden going to boost rugby league in Melbourne? It's going to twenty After 20 years, no, it's not. All right, whatever. I think it's just about money. It's about, about money. money. It needs to be about money. Let's get the money, boys. Yeah. We want right. the money. Yep. Anyway, anyway, that's where it's going to be potentially. I'm not against it. Clarky, you're against it. Gilly, I don't know if you're against it or not. No, I said, I said, remember I said, I was the spokesperson for moving the grand final wherever. Ah, yes. Nick, the trailblazer for Melbourne, yeah. Victorian Rugby League. Good on you. It doesn't have to be there, but if Perth, if Perth paying the same money or more, could go to Perth. If, if, if there was no bubble in New Zealand, oh, could go to Auckland, whatever, you know, just wherever. Clarky's. He's, he's ruining this conversation. He wants it to be the in boss, Wales. The, the boss of the AFL would sooner hold the AFL grand final in Fiji before they, they would ever host it in Sydney. And we need to have the same mentality. Fuck them. Uh, but you know what, Clarky? <laughs> what? You know what? What? The boss of your family agreed with me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd words to my wife about that. <laughs> Wait, you had words with Cameron Murray, you said? <laughs> Wasn't Cameron Murray. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Boys, game one of the NRL round 20 round. The Sydney Roosters defeat the Parramatta Eels 28-0. Notice I'm not doing the position because games are not finished, by the way, for the listeners. But, Guilty, I know you're upset, but it was an error-riddled affair in Mackay. The East Roosters extend their win streak to four after they punished a Parramatta club that had zero answers without their halfback, Mitch Moses. I thought that's what it came down to, Guilty. Well, it was the same last week. He's the same player. Same player did nothing. Anyway, look, our our loyal Sydney Roosters uh, listeners were quick to hit up our social media DMs to give it to you, Guilty. I sent you a few of their messages. Yep, 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 yep. What have you got to say on behalf of the Parramatta Eels performance? Mate, the better team won. The better team won. Um, in saying that, the better team's astounding best player in the world was pretty average. <laughs> you had to. You had to caveat, caveat that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> because they carry on about him. He's the best. He's the best. Uh, He's not look, the best. I feel a bit. I feel um a little bit bad for the Roosters. Uh, they've got sixty eight percent of their salary cap on the sidelines as of uh, next week. Josh Morris is out now for five weeks. Um, he would only be one percent though, wouldn't he? <laughs> they got a lot of injuries. One hundred and ten. One hundred and ten thousand. Well, you saw that document. <laughs> I sent you from NRL Physio and it said yeah. um, anyone that had anyone that's uh, got five plus weeks injury is considered a long-term injury and yeah. um, they've had 15. And I think yeah, but that's because they sign 38 year olds, 39 year olds. I've got no sympathy for them. I don't think anyone's feeling any sympathy for the Roosters. Yeah. Yeah, Luke Keary went down. I mean, we know he's an injury waiting to happen. It's always been the way. Um, Hutchins, like all their play, like they're playing with a a halfback who, mind you, killed us. But in saying that, looks about nine years old. No wonder he gets injured. 
Interesting, Nick. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, so in our in our messages during the game, Gildy, you and you said it on the podcast last week about um, you'd prefer even you'd prefer Dylan Dylan Brown to go to half and put um, Bryce Cartwright at five eight meet. What about even Will Smith? Wouldn't he be a better option? I'd, I'd put. Yeah, I agree. Will Smith, Bryce Cartwright, not Jacob Arthur because he's not. Hey, he was. Did you see? You watched the game. He was lost out there. Mm. It was horrible. Oh yeah, you know it was bad. And, you know, it almost seems like it almost seems like uh, uh, Brad Arthur is persisting with it just because he can. I'm gonna. Nah, it's the right decision. It's not. It's the wrong decision. He's just not ready. He was good to fill in for Dylan Brown when Mitchell Moses was there. But what he's done now is he, uh, Arthur said, "Okay, my son is now going to take the reins as the main playmaker," and he just doesn't have it in him. Not at this point. Mate, in the first 20 minutes of that game, I was watching it going, what the fuck am I watching? This was the 13 errors between them. And I was like, yeah, this is shit. It was, it was so bad. It was a bludger of a game. Bludger oh of a game. God. And then uh, the thing was that Para had the opportunities and they, like you said, looked so lost. And then the Roosters yeah. got one opportunity, scored, and then they just went, yep, yeah, we're taking this one. See you later, champ. Yeah. That's what it was. Oh, look, they, they they just outlasted us with regards to who was playing worse. And we just, like, Parramatta got criticised by Peter Sterling midweek, saying that we're not expansive enough. So we decided to throw the football around, which is not really the way we've played the last couple of years. We, we don't really need to play that way. And it hurts when you see Junior Paulo running onto the ball and then passing when he's in a run situation. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. anyway... Yeah, I just thought they looked average. And if that's what, if look, and, and, and we get criticized, uh, Parramatta fans get criticized for criticizing the coach, but it's the same last year. And it was the same the year before and the same. So someone's got to have those questions asked, and it's the coach. And, and, it, and nothing's changed. Every team has injuries. So some might say, oh, well, uh, Moses didn't play. Every team's got injuries. Got to work it out. Well, guilty. I will say this: despite the Roosters' injuries, and I know we brought it up, uh, their saviour at the moment is Joey Manu. And I told you at the start of the the birth of this podcast that I thought he was my favourite uh, centre. And turns out he can play fullback. Turns out he can play five eight. And mate, he notched three. He played on the wing. You know that? Yeah, he's on the he wing. Started on the wing. Yeah. So he, he notched 331 running meters this match. Initially, the NRL app, NRL.com, said it was 373. And I went, fuck, that's got to be a record. And then they've obviously, you know, re, um, redone the stats and they adjusted it to 331. So luckily for you, Guilty, Clint Gutherson still has the record of 369 meters, <laughs> which he achieved last year against the Dragons. Do you know what, man? Manu could have the record. I'd rather win the games. Fair enough. And he's Seriously. And, he's and he's, a, he's another one for you. So Manu, um, Manu's obviously been talked about as, as being offered money at other clubs. Mm-hmm. He, to brutally fair and honest, he's wasted in the centres at the Roosters. That's what I think. He could be a, a, a marquee player in any other club. Well, the Warriors want him for a million dollars a season. That's right. What do you think of that? 
Um, I think it's awesome by the Warriors. I, I don't know what they're going to do. He, he'd have to play 5-8. You think he's worth it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he just he, he just stands in tackles. He doesn't lose um, He doesn't lose the contest ever. Have you noticed that? He's a gun. He's such a – he's a big guy as well. He, like, he's, his hip strength is crazy, you know? Can't he hear stands in to- Sorry, Gildy? Yeah, I was just saying, he stands in tackles. He's really hard to put down. He offloads. He can. He's fast. He can do everything. Mm. Clarky, what do you reckon? Worth a mil? Hundred percent. If you're going to play him at fullback, I don't think he's playing enough five eight mm. to pay him a million dollars. If your plan is to play him at five eight, because mm. I think we said it at the start of the year that once RTS was granted a release, they had to throw that million dollars at um, Joey Manu, but then they signed Reese Walsh, who's Done obviously exceptionally well in his debut season, but um, yeah, I'd rather Manu. Oh, 100%. You'd have yeah. Manu over Reese Wolf, but yeah, you need to fit him in both somewhere. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know how you do it mm. anyway. Uh, well, before I move I on, see. apparently, uh, if Joey go Joey Manu goes and I think they the Roosters want to re sign Angus Crichton, but they look this. Resigned to losing Tokiaho and Joey Manu. Uh, they've apparently turned their attention to Brendan Smith. The Storm CEO shut it down straight away. He basically referenced the Cooper Cronk um, signing and said that the Roosters were uh, cunning the way they did it. Yeah, um, but they, they got him. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it's, like, it's like they're saying one's bit... One's bit twice shy. So they're saying... About what though? About what though? Oh, Whoever's got I know, the money gets the player. Mate, Cooper Cronk goes and he gets bloody ostracized by the Storm and, and Cameron Smith. I, mean, I thought it was ridiculously like unprofessional from their their club, but yeah, yeah they're the like worst thing is when they had those two statues. So Cooper Cronk didn't get a statue. Billy yeah. Slater and Cameron Smith did. Yeah. Ridiculousness, poor. ridiculous. Yeah, poor. But anyway, I don't think he's going to leave Storm now because um, Dalvin Newkin's gone to Sharks and Nico Hines yeah, is gone. I think it just depends how much he wants to play hooker. That's true. Because you know what, when, hooker. if he wants to play hooker, he's not going to play at the Storm as a la what happened on the weekend, which is he played probably the first 30 minutes and then after that he just uses the middle forward. True. He loses value with the middle forward as well. He's far more valuable as a hooker. Guilty. Three, two, ones for this game. Yeah. Uh, Joey Manu, obviously we've spoken about him already. He got three points. Egan Butcher came off the bench and just punched holes all through the Parramatta line. Yep. He got two points. He's he's and he's a different player than his brother. His brother's a real sort of um, bricks and mortar. Oh, I don't like that. Butcher. I don't like him. Well, he just he turns up. He doesn't make any mistakes. But he doesn't really make any breaks. Where Egan Butcher seems to be punching through the line, getting his nose through. Um, and one point goes to Tupu, who had another blinder on the wing. Just, just he's so consistent. Mm. Boys, game two: the New Zealand Warriors defeat the West Tigers eighteen to sixteen in another dour affair. This one at Suncorp Stadium. The New Zealand Warriors used the departure of their captain Roger Tuivasa-Sheck as inspiration to break their seven-game losing streak against a piss-poor Tigers team, who legitimately had. No excuses against a Warriors team that probably has the most injuries out of every NRL club right now. They did. They did have an excuse. Who? The Tigers? In the, 
in the second minute. Yeah. Oh, look, you lose Dane Laurie. That sucks. But the Warriors are missing a million players. Yeah, true. Sing- I'm just saying that that's the excuse. <laughs> I guess I guess so. I guess that could be an excuse, but that's not good enough. You're, I'm noticing, you know, it's the run to the finals now, you know, this, uh, including this round, there's six rounds to go. And the sides that want to make the eight, and there's so much room to wiggle in that, you know, seven to, I think now 13 or 14 position. <laughs> and the Tigers are like, they're there. They could, they could, you know, at least grasp ninth position like they usually do. And then they don't even want ninth. Yeah, but it, it's funny because there's about five teams who do the same thing. Like this week, we said, "Oh, the Tigers." We all pick the Tigers, and mm-hmm. then they get they get they get shunted by the Warriors, who have been going crap. Mm-hmm. And then we, we Canberra. The week before, we picked Newcastle, and Newcastle get crap, and then they win this week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's true. They're all as bad as each other. Cronulla is the same. Yeah, yeah, not wrong. But look, very impressive, very impressive uh, win. You spoke about Dane Laurie. That uh, he's, he's got an, a, I think it's a tibia or fibia leg fracture. Yeah, gone um, for the season. Yeah, for the season, yeah. it's, that's upsetting. He's their best player, I think. Second I best to do. Adam Dewey. Adam Dewey. Oi, Adam Dewey had a shocking game. A shocking game. This week. He still got three. He still got three points, though, didn't he? <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 I watched it after you told me that. I watched the game, mm-hmm. and um, he had a shocking game by his standards, but he still one of the better players out there. <laughs> so, like... still got, so he still so he so he haven't got. Two didn't, points. We didn't give him any points. We didn't give him any points, but he still he he was still dangerous. Uh, you know, uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Luciana Lelua tries really hard and he looks good doing it, but he has nothing around him to help. You, you don't rate, you don't rate, um, uh, Twole or... Yeah, no, he was good too. No, he was good. I thought it was good, but it's just, it's not enough. They're, they're playing individually. They're, they're, they they're going to be the same not rate you? Not this game. Nah, well, but I'm just saying that, you know, he is a good player. I mean, I'm, oh, I think he's a good player. Some people can't stand him. They think he's a hog. They think that, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand the hog thing because he's he's one of the top um, try assists. He's got one of the top try assists stats this year. We got you got Clarkie's uh, fan base. Uh, uh, you know the, the detractors of uh, Adam Dewey. They're giving him shit all the time they're, they're, because they're only detractors of Adam Dewey because at the start of the year Adam Dewey was getting a shitload of points and Nathan Cleary wasn't getting any. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, well, can't. Hey, you, you, this system, we already spoke about it. Uh, three, two, one system yeah. needs to change. But, boys, just to uh, go away from the Tigers Warriors game for a sec, <clears throat> did you see the James Roberts COVID thing in Queensland with his hotel? Did you see that? Mate, was, was, uh, is that a, uh, uh, is that a fucking job? But that is the no, biggest you know the beat up. It's the biggest beat up I've seen. So the reason <laughs> being is that um, uh, play, players' wives apparently were passing things yeah, across yeah. balconies. They did. They and got they caught doing that. Outside. So he was sort of like a uh, what would you call it? A, a casual or unfortunately. So this is the thing, right? So for those that don't know, what Guilty said is accurate, and what the Queensland government did was they gaffer taped every hotel room's balcony doors shut 
And if you broke the seal, you, you breached COVID. And what James Roberts did in his hotel room, he's come later. He's come after the fact. He's come. He's broken the gaffer tape to hang a towel out on his railing and then walked back inside after a workout. And everyone's... And firstly, there's a media guy like waiting outside there ready to snap him, which I thought he was wanted, unbelievable. He, he wanted fresh air. It wasn't about a towel. He but even come out and said, I, I, want to, I needed fresh air. I hate being... That's up. fine. Like, it's two seconds. You know what I mean? Anyway... Then two days later, the Queensland government, sorry, I'll take this back. James Roberts gets fined $7,500, gets suspended one game after his quarantine. And then two days after he gets fined and suspended for a game, the Queensland government goes, all right, you can go back on your balconies now. The bloke's like, what? (laughs) I just got fined by the NRL and suspended because of this shit. So he's going to call You'll People will call him for him to be sacked. No, fuck no. <clears throat> Ridiculous. I think those people want to call him for him to be sacked just because he's playing bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they were Tigers fans. Yeah. It was, just, it was Justin Pascoe. Yeah, yeah right. far out. Anyway, there's not much more to say about that game. The Tigers are choking, um, as they usually do around this time, and the Warriors pulled out a miracle win. So, guilty. Three, two, ones. Uh, three, two, ones. One second. Adam Dewey, three points. <laughs> Actually, no, you're right. You're wrong. <laughs> no, no, Dewey's out. So uh, we didn't talk about him, but uh, you and Aiken got moved to the second row in this game. Oh, he was mad. He's not a long-term second rower, but it just that's that's what they had to do. Yep. Uh, look, you spoke about him already, Dan. Luciano got two points. He had a real big game. Yep. And... Um, Sirenen played really well for the for the Warriors. Um, mate, a, 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 a player of note that we talk, I talked about him was uh, Twole. Twole had a big game too. Massive amount of tackles, massive amount of hit-ups. A lot of work. I, I think he's trying to get back into that starting side. He's been dropped to the bench. Uh, I think he's been there. I think he's been in and out because of injury. Like, he's their, he's, he's their best forward. Has yeah, been for well, a couple of years now. yeah. Big Boy, yeah, he is. Boys, game three. The Brisbane Broncos defeat the North Queensland Cowboys in the Queensland rivalry derby, 37 to 18. Mate, I was, I was glad to see at least 30,000 fans went to that game, but another one that I wasn't too G'd up about. Clarky, last week, I was listening to the last week's episode and you were really disinterested in watching this game. I reckon he didn't watch it, to be fair. <laughs> Mate, I am so balls deep in the Olympics at the moment. Like, it's consuming my life. So, no, I didn't watch it. I chose to watch the Olympics because I'm so G'd up for it. And we're killing it. Yeah. Okay. Australia is killing it. I watched it. <laughs> so did I. So did I, Gildy. Okay. I'll tell did you, you what. Did you wish you watched the Olympics? <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what? I sort of didn't because I was excited that Brisbane were winning because I thought I'd tip Brisbane in the tipping comp, not realizing <laughs> that I hadn't changed. Yeah. So, um, man, look, uh, in this game, a couple of players really stood out, right? Um, Tyson Gamble had a blinder yep. with the boot. And passing game, and um, I, he's obviously going to be the other half to run uh, next year. He has to be. I wouldn't. Adam, I wouldn't move tags to Adam Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, on, sta- um, on Stags, he's done his, uh, he's ruptured his MCL, so he's uh, out for the season. Maybe he hasn't had a good run this year at all. Had a blinder, though, as well. Yeah, he did. On the he's right a gun. side, had a blinder. Mate, he is so he explosive, so, so explosive off the mark. Yep. So I reckon he's almost, uh, it sounds weird, but almost too aggressive for his own body, maybe. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like maybe. just trying to push his body into spots where you just, it just, it just, you know, things rip. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, and the player. So so we're pretty much giving the three two ones right now. So uh, uh, Gamble got three, Stags got two. But the player that the, uh, the other player that played excellently was Jordan Ricky. He, he made about fifty tackles, didn't miss anything, yeah, and un- he made un- about unusual. three or four line breaks. It's unusual of Jordan Ricky because he, well, he at the start of the year he was he was gangbusters, and then he has had a massive gap where he's been very average, a massive turnstile. Mm-hmm. And he's just really aimed up in this game. Yep. He, he made 46 tackles. Yeah. And 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 I think it says 100 hit-ups, but he was making line breaks, and I think he had a try assist. Mm. Mate, uh, the Cowboys have now lost seven in a row, which is, um, you know, disappointing for them. Uh, we kind of predicted they'd be at the bottom four, and that's they resigned to that, those, uh, that position. But um, there was a moment there and Goody, you would have seen it. Uh, Kyle Felt was, uh, in my opinion, robbed a legitimate try yeah, to, get, it was a to try. get them back into. Oh, mate, to get them back into the game. It was a very important try at that moment, and then they didn't score it. And then the Broncos scored, and he, like you know, made it straight away. Yeah, just killed straight it. It killed, it killed it. That, that's where they. That's where the game was lost. Yeah, it would have been 28-24, I think, if um, there was a try. And on my notes. On my notes, Dan, I've got Kyle Feld as the as easily their best player. Mate, he he is he is their best good player. He's good yeah. in the air. Very very reliable. Yeah, yeah. But I got I haven't got much more to say, Guilty. Um, I just thought that was the moment that killed the Cowboys. That you know they were hitting a, a the straps for momentum swinging, and then yeah. got killed by that shocking call. It was a bad call. It was a wrong call. He scored. He scored another try. Um, yeah, I thought I, and, and it's not like he, uh, so a lot of the tries in the modern game these days, I mean, like I'll give you South are an example. So the winger for South, I mean, he's a great winger and he's injured now, but he doesn't really have to do much. He just has to catch it and put the ball over the line. Hmm. Whereas the tries that, um, that felt has to, has to score, there's a little bit of work he's got to do. Do you know what I mean? It's not easy. There's, there's, a, there's a something that he's. I, oh, I feel like, like the, I'm taking away from the South Swingers, but that's not what I'm doing. But I'm just saying that he's got to do more than just catch the ball and fall over the line. Like the bloody octopus claw arm try he did earlier this year. Yeah, no. a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Clarky wouldn't know because he's watching the Olympics. So. True. Hey, okay, it's only on every four years. <laughs> I only have to wait three for them. I only have to wait for probably watched uh, the, the premier event, the, the 100 meter sprint. No, he watched the We're old, mate. The Italian. Hey, how good is it? The fastest person in the world, Italian. Uh, and the highest jumper. Arrivederci. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like that, Dan? Yeah, I did. I did like that. No, no, I think Clarky was watching the equestrian. He's really into his... Um, uh, you know, that, what do you mean? Uh, Clarky loves mate. it. Don't tease Clarky. <laughs> I actually do want a bit of equestrian. Ay, ay, ay. Oh my god. All right, uh, we're moving on. Game four. <laughs> Newcastle Knights defeat the Canberra Raiders 34 
to 24. Boys, and what was the Ugh. first of five games to be postponed? So no Super Saturday for the listeners in and outside of Australia. Uh, they were rescheduled, and this game was played was the first to be played on a Sunday um, in a crowdless Suncorp Stadium. And every game from this point on was played at Suncorp. So the Raiders' resurgence to the top eight has hit a bit of a snag with their loss to the Knights, spoiling their three-game win streak. Despite the fact they lost, they are still ninth, I believe, depending on the Titans game and the Sharks game, um, which is crazy. But um, boy, the Newcastle Knights came out firing and they never looked back. They wanted it more. They wanted to stay in that fight for the top eight. That's what it was. Did you did you watch this one, Clarkie? Yeah, it was a bit of bit bittersweet for um bit bittersweet for me because obviously while I'm both of them to make the top four, I don't think that's gonna happen. But yeah, it's really it's gonna dent the Raiders' chances of it's just it's just log jamming that kind of was it seventh to like twelfth now. It's just so open and that just makes it even more open. I think I think yeah. the thing is that with the Raiders, they just Look, they're really lacking a half. And and regardless of what anyone says, um, Jack White is having a dog of a year. Dog of a year. Oy, like, oi, seriously. oi. Seriously. I've backed him a couple of times, but, man, he's really not playing well. He, he, uh, nah, oy, he looked so – he looked lost. He looked lost. Uh, he's, yeah. well, he's not a – Mate, when George Williams left, they were one of the scenarios they were throwing up was moving him to halfback. Like, mate, he needs he needs someone inside him just to take all the pressure off because all the pressure is on him and he's not performing. No, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. I've but- got this. I've got this uh, funny feeling. Next year, the Raiders need a half. Like Sam Williams isn't good enough. That's. I mean, he's in the. The Jacob Arthur class. But, um, mate, I've been hearing little snippets here and there, and I know there was the request for the swap, but Luke Brooks could go to the Raiders. They need a halfback. Who's left? Mate, it's going to be – if he goes, I'm telling you. I know Daniel doesn't agree, but, mate, I reckon it'll be phenomenal for his career. Under Sticky? Yeah, I, 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 under, I don't know under if it's phenomenal. But, Getting but he'll be Sydney. better. He'll mate. be better. He probably will be better there, but Justin Pascoe, the Tiger CEO, has come out and said Luke Brooks is a Tiger for life. That means nothing. They say in... that all the time. I know. That's weird. That's a weird saying. Yeah, that's a right. weird thing to say. He's it's a weird Luke person. Brooks. That's why. It's Luke Brooks. Yeah. 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 But if I was Luke Brooks, and and you had like obviously they don't like they keep saying he's a Tiger for life. We love him. Blah blah blah. But you've got. Um, Hastings coming back from England next year. Now, massive signing. Dane Laurie is the fullback. So he's not playing fullback. He's coming in to play in the halves. Mate, Jackson Hastings is not a fullback we, in Wigan. We said, it last, we said it last week. They signed him and said he was going to play lock. He's not the playing club lock. said that. He's not playing lock. Just not so that's, what the, that's what the club said. If oh, they yeah. said Luke Brooks is a tiger for life, then. Yeah, I, I, I'd say Jackson Hastings is going to be the halfback. They've realised that Dewey is the best option at five eight, and and Laurie is the Laurie is the fullback. And um, 
Liddell. <laughs> he's, the, uh, Chuck, he's the hooker. Yeah, yeah, right. Mate, look. So, now did Kalen Ponga, he went down, he's, what's he done? What do you mean? Because it, well, he went he's off injured. in the 68th minute. Is he injured? Uh, I haven't heard any. I haven't, I've, I've been reading all the injuries. He hasn't come up as an injury. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe just pulled. Maybe they just got him off because I don't know. But when he come off, Raiders got a couple of tries. Because yeah, yeah. But Mate, with regards to this game, it, it, it with the Knights just have Bizarro Stags on the other side, who's also been injured all fucking year, and that's Bradman Best. Oh, he's a tank, so, eh? So, so when he's playing on their left side, you've got Ponga. Bradman best, and I got to admit, Tuala, Tuala played pretty good on the oh, wing. Oh man, he had man. And Ari Tuala started with a bang. He was really good. Yeah. So he's actually he's he's actually got a bit of toe, right? Yeah. And he could stay out there if Bradman best stays. Bradman best has got to stay healthy for the Knights because he he's one of those players by just being out there. Because a couple of times Ponga um, passed behind him and he ran through as a decoy. Just him being a decoy and out there, he takes players up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's 19 He's got to be out old. there. When he's not there, when Brandon he's Best. not there, they're, they're just a left side. He's 19. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. He looks he looks 40. <laughs> he does, eh? <laughs> he's got a yeah. horror. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, just before we move on, Elliot Whitehead's re-signed with uh, Canberra until the end of 2024. What are your thoughts, boys? Oh, fucking huge signing. He's... Yeah. Great leadership. Yeah. He's... I don't want to say the heart and soul of the club, but he's not far off it. Mate, he's a loyal, very loyal boy. I reckon in, um, Stuart, uh, Ricky Stewart's um, inspired that signing as well because he's probably gotten the best footy out of him. Easily gotten the best footy out of him. Uh, he's not returning like George that, Williams uh, and John Bateman. He's not going back to England. Have, have you noticed how um, um, Papali's been coming off the bench and they've been keeping... Tarpany as the starting prop. Yeah. Yeah. Bit weird. Yeah. I think, yeah, like I said, I think the missus got through to Stuart, Ricky Stewart. Yeah. Anyway, guilty. Three, two, ones. Three, two, ones. We sort of talked about them already. Best three. Uh, Ponga, two, and Tuala, one. Boys, game five. The Melbourne Storm defeat the Penrith Panthers 37 to 10. So the Storm's defensive displays and grinding manner put the depleted Penrith Panthers team to bed quite early in this contest, lads. Um, look, lots of superstars were missing for Penrith. Uh, they had uh, six of their starting 13 out. Um, regardless, they've lost. Uh, the game that was hyped up as, you know, first versus second uh, did not live up to it because the Storm were full strength and Penrith were not. Like I said, regardless, Storm set a club record 16 wins in a row. They ended Panthers' four-game win streak, and they are now outright first. Crazy stat. The Storm have the highest for and against ratio in rugby league history at the moment with plus 465 points. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I think we've just got to take into consideration the game's changed. Of course, but the Storm have not 
taken their foot off the pedal. They nearly got another. They've got 11 games where they've won. They've they've scored 40 plus points. They were going for it against Penrith. They nearly got it. Yeah. They they they're, they're um, not they're not just beating teams. It's it's just it's it's crazy. Like I said, Penrith were depleted. It would have been closer if they had a lot of their players, but they didn't. So I didn't, I didn't really understand starting Liam Martin at prop. I give away a lot of size doing that. Mm. I know he's aggro yeah, and he runs hard, but they've got they they had Eisenhuth on the bench. They had uh well, they had someone else as well. I just thought Spencer, that's Spencer Lenny who was on the bench as well. Yeah, why not just start a prop at prop? It doesn't make any sense. They've done it before as well, so it's not the first time. But uh, right, I think he's just against the storm, though. Yeah, it's mm. a bit. But yeah, yeah they just it would. I was it, look, honestly, it was a boring game because the storm were just doing their thing. I thought in defense they were they were crazy. There were some tries that other teams would let in. Their sh- their up and slide shuffle and defense is fucking phenomenal. Very uh, very impressive. Mate, very impressive. You know who they miss. I don't care what anyone says. Brian Tyro, that's who they miss the most. Oh, because he would have scored a couple on, tries. On that, on, that, on that other side, uh, which Jennings is it? Robert. Uh, Robert Jennings. Robert, who, who was touted as having the most talent out of the three of them. He oh, looks sure. disinterested. Mate, I was pretty happy. Matty Burton uh, put uh, Brent Naden through to future Bulldogs players. Fantastic boys. Fantastic efforts. I thought I thought uh, Burton was the best Penrith yeah, player. He was. He he, was, he made a break. He also he also did that quick pass to Naden. Yeah. He got uh, Naden. looks good. You know, Matty Matt, Burton. Oh, he he he, did, he was a big fuck up in defence for one of the tries. But Matty Burton's uh, efforts to get those set restarts, those kick restarts, uh, uh, like dropouts, are phenomenal. He got about six of them on his own. Very good. Yeah, I think I think um, Isaac Tago impressed me. He played for forty nine minutes. I don't even know whether he played more than ten in his previous three games because he's just been coming off the bench. He's been playing a lot of eighteenth man. He, he come on and had a lot more impact than what Tyron May does when he comes off the bench. Mm. Who's the um? Who's the other fellow that came off the bench? He's, he's he got his start this year as well. <laughs> uh, Jermaine Hopgood. Yeah, he played all right too. Like just solid, you know. But it's only his yeah. first year. Like there's no one in the in the Melbourne team that you know, they they don't seem like rookies, you know what I mean? They've been around a while. Mm-hmm. Boys for the Storm, um Ryan Papenhausen signed uh, an extension on his contract until the end of 2025. Similarly, Craig Bellamy has signed a new 5-year contract two of those years being as head coach with the other three years in his favor to either remain as head coach or to move into the head of football role to oversee a new head coach. Two is massive signings. Two year, is it two years as head coach? I thought it was one year and then it was like nah, every year what in his is. favor. I can tell you what it is. Here we go. It's five years and he decides yeah. when he wants to go. Yeah, yeah, that's Full what stop. I thought. I thought it was yeah. two Full years. Stop. I thought it was two years head nah. coach. Oh, right, Nope. It can yeah. be five years head coach. Oh, yeah, okay. I think Gilly's right. It could be one. It could be none. Yep. It could be one. <laughs> it could be none. I oh, think it's right. one. For five years in some capacity. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. And then Pappenhausen as well, mate. Yeah, not not didn't sign for a massive amount. Did you notice that? Like, 
not bad. Only two years. I know, you know, like two years isn't isn't long, you know. He extended, he was, extended for, for two more years. Yeah, so that, yeah, but, but it's an increase in salary, right? So where's he? Where's he? How long till? 23? 25. 2025. At the end of 25. Okay. Yeah, right so on. he had till 23 you know, and extended a couple more years. Well, something I was going to bring up was this. Um, uh, the Storm can't take Harry Grant and Pappenhausen as bench players into a game with Brian Toe, Nathan Cleary, and um, who's the prop that Penrith were missing? Fisher Harris. Fisher Harris. They can't take those two little blokes. They're going to have to work out what they're going to do. Mm. Mate, it's confusing. Like you look at it and you're just like, what? What's going on? It's so hard to. Yeah. Well, you know, I, what I think th- I think what's happened is Bell- Bellamy's made his mind up. Even though um, Nico Hines has been playing great and they've been breaking all sorts of records. He wants Pappenhausen as the fullback, starting fullback, and he's going to give him as much game time as possible before the finals to get him to yeah, that level. 100%. And have the spoils to do it. So. Yeah. But guilty. Three, two, ones for that game. Okay. Harry Grant, when he came on, was excellent. Um, he got three points. Christian Welch, he's a real unsung hero for that team. He's really, you know, top three props in the world. And um, Jerome Hughes, he's the best halfback in the comp right now. Game six and the final game that we're going to be covering this uh, this round due to the COVID rescheduling for the two Monday night games. Clarky, your South Sydney Rabbitohs defeat ET's St. George Illawarra Dragons 50-14. to 14. Mate, Clarky, I know the Dragons were on the cusp, but unfortunately... They have officially been ruled out of the grand final <laughs> winning contention circle with the dreaded 50-point curse striking them as well this season. So, funnily enough, you your team copped it twice this year, Clarky. Yes. Yeah. No, ET, ET messaged me last night and, um, and yeah, conceded the fact that they won't be winning the comp this year. So, after <laughs> conceding the 50 points. Mate, I think the, um, the scoreline was quite flattering. Like... At the end of the day, we scored four tries in the f- in the last um, last twelve minutes. So, yeah. oh, the dragons what... were the dragons were depleted. This is the oh. the game they selected to they sorry they elected to sit every everyone out due to their COVID mm-hmm. breach in um, Wollongong or Shaw Harbour, wherever it was. Yeah, but in saying that, mate, they still had um, Tyron Sloan at fullback. I don't know who I... I can't remember who I picked for that um, bunker review topic. He's, the he's, it, eh? he's the one hey, clucky, isn't he? You, you, said, you, said, you said you picked Sloan because I was the he, one... I, I picked Savage. Mate, I he is Sloan going well. to be something special. Yeah. yeah. He just he's silky, isn't he? Mm. Mate, how do you... you the, fact that, the fact that we're talking about him after his team got beat 50 to 14 just says something yeah. about him, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Oh mate, but, um, we, we we said when we had that poll out, it was so hard to decipher between Savage and Sloan. No, that... Did we have Sloan versus Savage or Sloan versus Welch? No, we had Laurie versus Welch, didn't we? We had Laurie versus Walsh, yeah. But uh, Tyrell Sloan, hands down, like you said, Clarky, quote unquote, is going to be something special. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Hey, yeah, no wonder they're getting rid of Dufty. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. Just 
Jaden yeah. Sullivan needs to show a little bit more. I've been a little bit disappointed because he's the other one. So they've got rid of Dufty for Sloan and they've got rid of Norman for Sullivan. He Norman's playing in the centers. Yeah, I know. And then was... and then when he gets any kicks, he's still missing. No pressure at all on him. He's hopeless. <laughs> but um, yeah, Jaden Sullivan, he's just not, he's not you don't need him to the world on fire as much as um Tyron Sloan, but you still need to show him show something. He he got he got pulverized by someone in that game, I remember. The, oh jeez, he's been hit out there. <laughs> Mate, Clarky, you must be happy because well, not because of this stat. Like the Dragons have lost three in a row now. Um mm. but you your boys have won eight in a row. And I told you after the match, I said that the Rabbitohs bar the game against the Bulldogs, they've been toweling up teams in the last six games at least. They're yeah. they're they're 100%. winning games like the storm. Like they're they're just ruthless the way they're doing it. It might be flattering yeah. this score, but they still pumped them 50 to 14. Yeah. Look, I don't want to just sprout out cliches, but Wayne Bennett, Wayne Bennett does know what he's doing, and Wayne Bennett does know how to get a football team ready for the finals. Is 100 percent So I sort of said manly, but but the Rabbitohs right now this uh the only team right now that would, would I think can challenge a storm. That um, oh, it's that, them and Manly. I'm still with Manly. It's those two, but I'm so, I'm I, 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 just, I, I, I think the Rabbitohs and I'll, I'll just um, Latrell is he's hit form <laughs> since Origin. He's unstoppable. How Man, good was he in this game? Yeah, Man, what, I, thought, I pro- think Cookies Cookies bloody hitting his straps at the Cook- right time. Yeah, and and what about the whole back row? Yeah, mate, the, kill, that back kill like, tonguey. Fuck. Kill him a tonguey. He, he, he's got a he's gonna be a rep next year for sure. He's gotta be. But but the bloke on the other side who's going to the dragons, he's having the best game I've ever seen him play. Jaden Sewer. Sewer. And he got dropped this year. <laughs> mate, yeah. Clark, I'm telling you, they're looking they're looking mate, the goods. I know, Gilly, with me and you have mentioned in the last couple of weeks, but mate, Mark Nichols ran for 205 metres. Thomas hey. Burgess ran for 202 metres. Like... Where, where does Mark Nichols come from? <laughs> <laughs> What's he taking? I don't know. <laughs> mate, I've, um, I've got, looked here. They've I've, got I've, old mate to come back. Who's that other oh, prop they've got to come back? Um, the uh, Polynesian fella. Oh, Totola. Oh, Junior Totola, yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm just laughing at my own jokes in my head here. I've, uh, I've looked up, I've looked up Mark Nichols's girlfriend before. Yourself, here we go. Yourself, <laughs> I'm looking it up now. <laughs> uh, hey. oh, he's done okay. well, mate. He's done well for a bloke who's missing the front tooth, who's got a prosthetic tooth in. So, yeah, right, Cameron McInnes's um, brother. Mate, he's got a camera. He's got a camera. McInnes set of Barry beefs on him. <laughs> but uh, Clarky, what yeah. do you think of um, the Anthony Milford signing for twenty twenty two? Coming to the Rabbitohs, for those that don't know. <laughs> mate, it makes the uh, it makes the. Holy shit! Yeah. Yep, it, you're right. It's, She's, it's good, isn't it, Gildy? He's doing pretty good. He must be a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mate, the, the Anthony Milford signing makes the Adam Reynolds non-signing even more baffling. And I've said it, I've said it a million times. Even if Adam Reynolds was playing half as good as he is now, he's a South junior, born and bred in Redfern, club captain, grand final winning halfback, state of origin representative. If he, Killing I'll say it again, if he, if he was playing half as good as what he is now, he should have been re-signed. He's not playing half as good as what he is. He's playing the way he's playing at the moment. He's top three or four halfbacks in the comp. Yep. You let him go, then go sign Anthony Milford. Like fair income. Mate, I, they're not they're not they're not planning on starting Milford though, right? I've got a funny feeling that that Benji's not staying too much longer. I mean, how long can Benji last? No, Benji's but, but Milford's gonna play a Benji role off the bench. Is he well, but what is that? How much are you paying him? I don't think they're paying him that much though, Clarky. That's that's the whole point. Yeah, but you're only paying Benji. Well, Benji's only on minimum wage. Benji's only on 160 or whatever minimum wage is because Benji just wanted to keep playing football. I'm almost positive that Milford's in the same boat. There's no one else is going to take him. I reckon, I reckon one, Milford's going to be... One six, sorry, go. If he's on 160, then sweet. But I doubt it. he's on 160. I, 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 no one's fighting for his signature. Hmm. Mate, I reckon I don't, Milford's going to be similar to the, the Luke Brooks theory. And he's going to kill it at the Rabbitohs, particularly under um, Jason uh, Demetriou. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if he'll kill it. I think he'll just be stronger than he, he currently is. Yeah. He'll be rejuvenated at the Rabbitohs. He's not even playing. First, he's not even playing first grade. Yeah, he'll be rejuvenated. Brisbane are coming fourth last. So I do know where you're coming from, but like the Adam Reynolds is consistently. He's been. One of the best consistent players this year, he really has. I haven't seen him really step out, step out of line all year. He's done that. He's, he's done. He's done that in his entire career. Yeah. If 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 Adam Reynolds has a run of bad form, it's because he's it's because he's busted mm. and he's played busted at points in his career, but he plays through. That, that chip and chase. That chip and chase he did was good. That's just yeah. I don't know. It, it saddens it's it saddens me that he's going. He's a he's a club legend. And Who, who's going to play halfback for you? Well, the the it's Blake Tuff or Anthony fucking Milford. Like he's, I think I he's thought there 10. was another kid coming through. Not well, Tuff. Not, there was someone else coming through, an actual proper halfback. Blake Tuff's a halfback. They just keep playing him at fullback to get him some experience. Who was the kid who jumped the fence and hurt his leg? I don't remember his name. What are you talking about? I thought they were going to use him. Yeah, who was? I think I, yeah, I remember who you're talking about now. But anyway. Are they, neither of them are going to be as good as Adam Reynolds next year. No. no. So. And they've sucks. lost, didn't, wasn't one of the points that they were going to try and keep Gagai and they've lost him anyway? Yep. Well, look, Kalaki, what you have to look at, uh, forward to. Um, fingers crossed, is that they take it out this year, the rabbits send him out a winner. That's someone's the... gonna have to knock someone's gonna have to knock off Melbourne before the grand final because we can't be in Melbourne. Yeah, you've said that. Uh, you've said that. Nah, you've said I, that, Clarky, forever. You have you really have. Yeah, he he has, he has. And, they, and but I don't but, think Souths haven't been playing this good since now. Mm. They haven't played this good all year. This is the best they've been playing. 
No, I don't think we beat Melbourne in 2014. Mm. Uh, that's true. Uh, guilty. We'll move it on this game because the Rabbitohs just annihilated the Dragons and ET doesn't want to listen to it anymore. <laughs> so. uh, well, look, we've talked about the three players. I mean, Latrell had a blinder. Absolute masterclass. He gets three. Reynolds, we just talked about him. He gets two points. I mean, he's throwing everything to Cody, who's throwing it on for the try. And um, and he's moving to the line more than Cody. People, yeah. you don't see that on the telly. Um, and Cody, he's doing everything right. He's not doing anything wrong. He got one point. Boys, the next two games are being played later today. Uh, we can just go over a couple of things real quick with them. So Gold Coast are playing Canterbury in game seven. Uh, the Dogs... The dogs are currently on a five-game losing streak, so they'll need a win to break that. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, early in the week, the Bulldogs signed Paul Vaughan on a one-year deal, and it is for less than 400k a season. And yeah. it is said that his eight-game suspension is going to be backdated. What do you think of that? Yeah, should, that's how it should be. It's the right decision. Yeah, I'm with it. Good signing. Kraken signing. One year. Great yeah. price. Yeah. Just gonna have to, the, the only issue is you're going to have to upgrade it after the following year to keep him. Maybe. I don't think they'll keep him. I don't Maybe. think they'll keep him, Clarky. He'll he'll go to one of those other sides or whoever needs a prop who's prepared to pay about 600000 Or England. Yeah. Or England, who knows? <clears throat> I don't think... I think he's too young for England even now. He's 30 now, I think. Yeah, but you're at your peak as a prop. You get mm. 33. You got... To, oh. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and game eight, boys, Manly uh, playing Cronulla, the fifth game in a row at a crowdless Suncorp Stadium. I think Manly will beat Sharks. You're all on board with that one? Yep. I'm going to make a prediction. Can I make yep. a prediction? Yeah, go. I reckon Saab will score three tries in this game. You reckon? Yep. That's my prediction. All right. I picked him in Supercoat, so I hope so. Yeah. We'll all see right. how it pans out. We'll see, eh? Um. Look, Manly are five from six. Uh, if they do win, six from seven. For the Sharks, Sean Johnson's ruled out for the season, uh, ending his stint at Cronulla. So that's a pretty big loss for them. Um, I don't know if you saw this one, boys. Um, Clarky, we spoke about it earlier today. Guilty. Um, Manasi Fainu, Manly's suspended hooker, currently under the no-fault stand-down policy for a brawl. Yeah. He's hearing due to COVID. It's more, for, it's more than a brawl, Dan. Someone got stabbed. Or a stabbing. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> the the hearing date for his court matter has been pushed back to July 2022. And the NRL have confirmed that he will be suspended until that date, at least. So he's copying, oh, the, he's copying the, the Bellin treatment, I guess. But, Clarky, you made that point months ago that the no-fault stand-down... They didn't really take into account how slow our court system is here. For those that are unaware, our English and you uh, American viewers in particular, I don't know how quick your court system is, but ours in uh, New South Wales is very slow, very slow. So, yeah. It's crazy, and, eh? COVID, COVID's recently been putting everything back as well. Mm-hmm. So people are going to go to court. Yeah. But anyway, boys, rapid fire tips for round 21. Clarky, start with you as usual. Thursday, 8 p.m., Knights versus Broncos. Uh, Knights. 
guilty. Uh, I'm fucking going Broncos. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's oh, it's a hard one, eh? I'm actually gonna go Knights, but that it is a hard one, very hard. Uh, that Friday's... left edge for the Knights looks good. Yeah, no nice. stags. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't I'm know. Gonna, I'm gonna go Knights for now. Uh, yeah. Friday, six p.m. Raiders versus Dragons. Oof. Raiders. Dragons are done. Yeah. yeah, Raiders. I'm going Raiders as well. Friday, eight you watch. p.m. The Dragons will win this anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably. Boys, uh, Friday, eight p.m. And a jersey <laughs> bet is on. Uh, is uh, on the line here. Eels versus Rabbitohs. Rabbits. Eels. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick the eels. Um, I, I'm always. I'm going Rabbitohs. And look, I haven't forgotten. I still owe you both jersey bets. Uh, Clarky is the only one to not lose a jersey bet so far. So I'm kind of hoping the Eels do win, to be fair. Guilty. Just so I can see him in an Eels jersey. Boys, Saturday, three. Promising. Let's be honest. It really isn't. Oh, wait. Mitch Moses is coming back this week, they said. So, if Jake, I'll tell you right. If Jacob Arthur starts wearing trouble. Yeah. Boys, Saturday, 3 p.m., the Warriors versus Sharks. Jesus. Sharks, just because they got more to play for. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go Warriors because I've got to make some points up. I'm either going to make points up or, or, or concede defeat. I'll go I'll go the Warriors. Fair enough. I'm gonna go Sharks. Saturday, uh, 5 30 p.m. Roosters versus Panthers. Both teams are depleted unless Cleary's coming back. Apparently nah, he's not. Apparently. apparently he's not. No. Yeah. It's another setback. Fuck this is this is a very, very tough game. Panthers. It's tough, it's tough because they've they're both the depleted. They're both depleted. Pick, yeah, but the but the Roosters have been depleted longer. Yeah, I'm going Roosters as well. I'm doing it. If Panthers have ever run out again, like Isaiah Yao's out as well. Nothing. Actually, actually, Apparently he goes to, back. Tavita, Tavita, and Tavita Penguin Jr. is playing. He's playing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I have to think about it. Jesus. Tentative Roosters <laughs> pick. He, he'd like to give it to the Roosters as well because he's he, he presented himself to the Roosters. Hey, sign yeah, he, me. Yeah, he presented it all right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He presented it all right. Mate, <laughs> the, the rest of these games are hard. Hey, Saturday, 7.30 p.m., Manly versus Storm, blockbuster. This is Storm. the 17-game win streak is on the line for the Storm. You have to pick uh, the Storm, but Storm. you have to pick the Storm better. I'd see Manly winning. Fucking, oh, I want Manly to win. I want Manly to win. I'm going to go Storm just because it's a safe bet. Well, Daly, Cherry Evans and Kieran Foreigner have to kind of reach into their, their history and, and play like they did in that grand final. Yeah, in 2011. Uh, uh, Sunday, 2 p.m., Bulldogs versus Tigers. A poopy game, to say the least. Jesus. Tigers. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. Tigers. Oh, Dane Laurie. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Dog, dog, look, honestly, I think it's 50-50, but I have to look at the Bulldogs lineup because Luke Thompson being out is no good. Just tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's just made my mind up. Tigers. <laughs> and the final game, boys, to see the Kings of uh, Queensland, even though the Cowboys won't be. Titans versus Cowboys. Titans. 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 Beautiful. All right, boys, let's move on to the Bunker Review presented by Rusty Penny Brewing Company. So check out our sponsor by clicking the link in our biography on Instagram, Facebook, or the timestamp description in our episodes, and please give them a follow. They are some very, very tasty beers. I tell you that. 
As usual, boys, we start with our Instagram fan poll results from last week. Our topics were... Let me just load them because it's not loading for some reason. Okay, here we go. First topic. Do you agree with Australia and New Zealand withdrawing from the Rugby League World Cup? 54% said no. Not enough, fans. Not enough. We won. We won. But 54% is not enough. I mean, it's 46 said they're happy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable, all right. But anyway, that's, that's, the, that's the stats. I don't know. I don't know. Next topic, boys. Would you like to see Australia and New Zealand players commit to Tier 2 nations if eligible? 84% said yes. So they want to see... That, that just doesn't make any sense compared to the first. It's like, we don't want it to go ahead. But if it does, it's like, what? I think, they, <laughs> I think they're saying that in general, to be fair. But I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. That, that first one's baffling. It's way too low. Hmm. Third topic Would you like to see Australia and New Zealand Replaced by Indigenous and Maori teams 69% said yes So These these stats are going They're going They're going wild They're going wild <laughs> Tell ya I think they've actually For the first time Haven't understood the question <laughs> Doesn't make any sense They say 54% for one And then they go Yeah we want all our players playing <laughs> Makes no sense well, look, you know what, Clarky, you know what? When you broke that news to us last week, that was the first time I heard it. And the news, the mail is, is that they've, the, 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 the wheels are in motion for that to go ahead that way. The, That's what they want. The indigenous, the indigenous thing. And Maori. Yeah. Both. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're really considering it because it's a like for like replacement. Um, our next topic talks about USA and Serbia replacing. Um, but that's not like for like, obviously. It's um they're very uh, not if not if they play like Cleveland played. Yeah. <laughs> 64-12, fellas, just a reminder. Yeah. Boys, next topic. Would you promote two other nations to replace Australia and New Zealand? So America or Serbia, Malta, Spain, South Africa, Canada. 76% said yes, they would like to see it. Or the Maori side or the indigenous side. So that's what they want to see. Just Next someone. Topic. Yeah, someone. They want two other nations. They don't want it to be a whole. But anyway. Next topic. Should Australia and New Zealand play an end-of-year series after withdrawing from the World Cup? 55% said yes, it is safer. 45% oh, said no, God. it would be a dog act. Mate, what are these I... stats? <laughs> uh, seriously? They just don't understand, do they, Guilty? Ah, uh, well... <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I know what I voted. I voted with it's a dog act. Oh, mate. I voted. So I'm in the minority again. Anyway. Next topic. Should Australia and New Zealand be banned from the Rugby League World Cup in 2025? Just just before you go on, how are they going to play a series when all the players are playing over in in Europe anyway? Ah, well. There's going to be no players left to play Australia versus New Zealand. Well, according to these stats, apparently it's okay. But anyway. Anyway, uh, back to the topic. Should they be banned from the F- Rugby League World Cup in 2025, which is uh, slated to be in France? 72% said no, that's a bit too harsh. Fair enough. I'm kind of I on the no. I'm kind of on the too harsh. But 28% said yes, they should be banned. So I'm pretty happy with that, regardless. Next topic. Would you support another club if your favorite was kicked out of the comp? 61% said yes, they would. 
Pretty interesting. That's not, that's not surprising. No, nah, it's pretty interesting because I still love the game, I reckon. Uh, next topic, would are the Bulldogs destined to win the wooden spoon? 85% said yes. That's way too little. It should be 100. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> next topic, will the Storm break the record for most consecutive wins in the NRL? They're currently on 16. The NRL record is 17. The Australian record is 19. 74% said yes, they will break the NRL record. They need to be the Australian record. Mm, potentially. Next topic, will Roger Tuovasa-Shek make the All Blacks team one day? 85% said yes. I love it because he's one of the best players to play this game. Fantastic. As if you wouldn't, though. Fantastic. As if you wouldn't. By the way, while I'm looking at these... I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's exactly an easy team to break into. No, no, it's not, but he's just better than them. Ooh, he's <laughs> destined for it. He's played league. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on, um, I'm just looking at our our um our graphics. We updated them this week, boys. I really like it. Very, you know, aesthetically uh beautiful. Don't you think? Don't you think? When we voted, you've done a great job, Dan. Oh, was it me? Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did a great job as the uh, clan of the sideline story. But anyway, yeah, me and Clarky gave it the thumbs up before know, you went ahead and did it. Of course, <laughs> we had an in depth conversation about it. We said, okay. We'll let Dan do this. We'll, hey, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Boys, next topic was Josh Alloway's cannonball tackle a send-off. 63% said yes, Skildy. I'm happy with that. There you I, go. The ones, yeah, that said no, the ones that said no thought it was a sin bin at least. So yeah. a lot of them said that. So fair. I think it's fair. 63% is a lot, to be fair. Mate, he's wrecked the bloke's season. It's a send-off. Anyway. Next topic, would you relocate an existing club to an expansion area? 55% said yes. So Central Coast Bears, to say the Roosters got moved there. Oh, well, there you go. Too bad. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> nah, Nick, Nicky Pilatus will uh, not allow it. Nah. Boys, nah. next topic, have teams finally adjusted to the six again and head high crackdown, bringing back competitive games? 71% agreed. Said yes. They have. I thought we had, and then I watched the games this week and went no again. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I love this one, Gildy. I love it. I love it. And so does Clarky. We love this next one. Who is Righto. the better rugby league analyst? 71% said Andrew Voss over the 29% inferior PK Paul Kent. Yeah, but you know, that, you, know the answer, about... you know the answer to that question. What? That people love to hate someone. Oh, right. here we go. And on this podcast, I'm the one they hate. So they're just going to vote against <laughs> me, whatever I say. I, I, I voted for Paul Kent because it wasn't really the answer. It wasn't really the question that we were debating. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. My brother said that. He goes, Andrew Voss isn't an, anal- an analyst. And I said, no, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I said, well, so, so I've, I, I pretty enthusiastically argued for Andrew Voss, but then I voted for Ken. So anyway. Mate, he's got... a better he's a better analyst. No, no, no. Come on. Come on. Oh, we, we got a um we got a yeah. um a message uh a couple DMs and people were like fuck Paul Ken. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do people hate people hate Paul Kent. Why? Because oh, he's an opinion, he just, he's an he opinionated just... son of a bitch. I love him. Yeah, that that he, is true. He's, he's good to watch, I love him. but he he's, he, he makes these piercing comments. Just yeah, like... he's opinionated. He doesn't yeah, sit he on doesn't, the fence like he that. Do, and he doesn't. He, 
that fat cat fucking boss. <laughs> Think about that shit, Guilty. 71%. 71. Uh, winners win. That's it. We need to get more. We need to get some proper listeners. That's what I can say. <laughs> hey, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him, fans. <laughs> uh, last topic, boys. Are sports stars overpaid? 42% said yes. So 58% said no. 42%. It's a lot, eh? It's a lot. Oh, it's so jealousy. <laughs> what the fuck? These novel <laughs> reading... Sit by the sit by the fire and stare into your significant. Don't tease our partners. Don't eyes. tease our listeners. They, 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 they don't have partners. These people. <laughs> <laughs> they look at their hands. Like... <laughs> listen to you, dickheads. Hey, hey, listeners. Hey, it's just me and you talking here. Don't listen to these two flops. You're very good, and you know we appreciate you. Unlike Nicholas Jailed and Ryan Clark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, boys, move on to this week's bunker review. Two topics today. Topic number one: implementing a play alone system in the NRL. First question. In that first question, do you like the idea of a play alone system? Yeah. So, I'm confused. Mm. Harry Grant was loaned to the Tigers last year. Yeah. The whole year, yeah. Yeah, he was loaned. Yes. And then when the um I'm gonna fuddle his name up because I it's Jermaine Tanua Brown, is it? Or... Yep, yep. So he wasn't allowed to be loaned to the dragons. This is what Paul Kent said. Mm. He wasn't allowed to be loaned. So what they had to do was they terminated his contract. He then signed a three-game contract with the Dragons. Then he's gone back to the Warriors and they've had to re-sign another contract. So, And he's been playing. That is just playing with fire. Because what happens if he got injured at the, at the Dragons? The mm. Warriors just go, ah, well, we're good, mate. We don't want you back. Like, Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see, like that either. I don't see the and, issue. And on top of that, on top of that, Clarkie, what about... Okay, um... I want uh, – uh, who's the prop from Canterbury? Parramatta, okay, let's sign him for – let's – I don't know. The Matt one Dury. who's suspended currently. Oh, Luke Thompson. Let, let, okay, I want Luke Thompson for four games. So, Canterbury, can you uh, can you do us a favour? You're not going to make the finals anyway. Let's get him. Let's get let, – let, let's help, you know, another t- – it doesn't make any – I don't like this, this sort of – that sort of uh, – player movement. I think that if you allow someone to go, like I'll give you an example, like um, uh, George Jennings and um, Alvaro, they both were loaned for the remainder of the year to the Warriors last year. Mm. That's fine. They're going to play. Do you know what I mean? Not Mm. three games. I don't like the three game thing. Look, my second question, because I like the idea, right? So my second question was, how would you implement it? So, in soccer, they basically say, "Yeah, they loan them out for the whole year, or you loan them out mid-season, and they get them, and you get them for half a season." Yeah, but but that's I, not free game. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. My, I was speaking to my brother about it because he's a soccer fanatic, and he doesn't like the the one month deals. I don't mind them in league, but in soccer, 
they basically come up with this idea. They go, I'm going to loan you out to a club and it's usually outside of their league. So it's England to Italy, for example. And if they end up playing each other in Champions League or Europa League, which is, you know, cross into uh, intercontinental um, clubs, they can't play the club that they've been loaned from. So if the Tigers, so the Storm loan out Harry Grant to the Tigers, if the Tigers play Storm, Harry Grant can't play against the Storm. Did he play against Storm last year? Yeah. Uh, he, did. he played Jack against Heather- them. Jack Hetherington got loaned to the Warriors and wasn't allowed to play against Penrith. Yeah, they, they come up with that stipulation, but some clubs yep. don't. So yep. I, I, I believe that if you're going to implement the loan system, that I think it should only be at the midpoint of the season. So what we're doing now... So you can't do a full season. No, you can do oh, a full I don't, season. I don't, no. I don't have a drama. If you can do, if you can do half a season, you can do a full season. Well, you know, actually, yeah, you know, I'll take it back. Yes, because you might be pushed out of the thirty, or you might be told you're you're maybe the twenty seventh man in the roster. Yeah, and there might be five people ahead of you in the like. You might be in a spine position, and you might be the fifth person in line. And then a team, yeah. say for example, this year the Bulldogs are struggling to get someone like a halfback or a hooker. Hooker's a good one. They can be like, oh, I want that fifth string hooker. And they're like, okay. And it also allows, if you're a healthy team, it allows that player experience, NRL experience, which is invaluable. Well, would you would you like the idea of the, you know, it's, it's round eight and someone's like, fuck, I've got an injury crisis. Can I sign your player for four weeks? Do you like that idea or do you think it's a, that's... That's shit. Not for four weeks. I think if you do that, you get him for the rest of the year. Okay. So whenever someone gets loaned, it's for the rest of the year, no matter at what point of the season, it's the rest of the year. Yeah. I, 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 uh, yes. I don't want yeah, them to they, come back and also... play with the team. Yeah. I think they should. Yeah. Yeah. Rest yeah. of the season. I it's like the that. rest of the season, but this, it needs to be the cutoff and it needs to be the old cutoff. I don't like this. Is This is too, it's too late. I don't mind the player movement. People carry on about the player movement now. The, What's our contract worth? Who cares? <laughs> but the movement that's happening now is too far on in the season. Yeah. They, it used to be uh, July, June 30. I don't know why they... And now yeah, it's August brought, 1st. They brought it back, forward, however you want to look at it from, yeah. um, because of COVID, yeah? yeah? Yeah. So I can understand why, but once COVID's fucked off, it needs to just go back to June 30. Yeah, I'm with you. Hundred percent, boys. We'll move on to the final topic. Wild card weekend. I'll repeat that because I don't think I said it properly. Wild card weekend. So, Clark and I were looking at it today, Guilty. I don't know if you've heard of this idea. Oh. The NRL uh, took it to a vote. Hey, last you guys year. work together or something? Oh no, no. doing a lot of talking during the day, mate. Without me, we just What's left, going on here. We left you out because you're the hated one on the podcast. Yeah, right. Okay. So last year, uh, they come up with this idea. I think it's in an American sports. I'm not too sure. And it got shot down pretty quickly. But now it's come back up again because the battle for seventh and eighth this year is close. The wild card weekend idea is you play your 25 rounds and that's the, that's the, the season proper. Then there's a wild card weekend. 
They want if seven. You've said wild card weekend seven times. So, 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 Clarky, there's a there's a wild card weekend, and and it's seventh and eighth playoff <laughs> against ninth and tenth. That's in nah, the weekend, which is wild, like and there's it. a it's a card of wildness. Do you know what? I'll just tell you right now, it's just not wild enough for me. I don't like it. <laughs> hey, it's wild. What's the point of having? The, what's the point of playing the season? I did anyone think that Gilby was going to like this? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> he couldn't even wait. He couldn't even wait for the entire thing to be explained. So, <laughs> stupid. So, 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 Nick, Nick, yeah. what, what wild card weekend is? Is seventh plays tenth, eighth plays ninth. Winner becomes seventh and eighth. No, <laughs> it's stupid. We got finals for that sort of. We got finals, and that's yeah. where you play. That's where the winners of those teams go through. Yeah, if you okay. become the seventh and eighth team, <laughs> you played a whole season to lose one game because you became no way. Okay. Nah. You watch. Is I'll it... be um it'll be a seventy percent will agree with it, I'm sure. <laughs> Look, I'm with the guilty, I don't uh... like it. It's just another reason to get more uh, excitement and more money out of um these 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 Random games. Clark, I'll tell you what. Imagine, imagine if you came tenth and you won the grand final from tenth. Yeah, I'd be filthy. Not just tenth. Like <clears throat> it's okay. Fair enough. At the moment, there's like six teams on eighteen points. Super interesting. This is the what? It's wild card weekends. The yeah. next five weeks are wild card. Yeah, we've already weekend. got it. Hundred percent. And not just that. What happens if it's not six people log jammed on 18 points? What happens if 10th place is on 12 points and 7th place is on freaking 22 points? points. (laughs) Exactly. That um, team coming 10th just has one good weekend and knocks over 7th place. No, that's just ludicrous. Nah, I'm with you, boys. I'm with you. I'm uh, I'm not a fan. Is that an actual NRL proposal? No, it no, like no. it's it's one of those ones Peter where they thing. Yeah, it's like a Peter Vlandy's uh, free marketing thing where he, he puts it to the media and pretends like it's okay. like you know it's on the table and then just gets uh, free okay. crowd, yeah. free yeah. crowd here responses. Go. Here you go, boys. I'll, I'll even go one step further. I think the final eight's ridiculous. Okay. The reason being is why why do you uh, reward mediocrity? Mediocrity is seventh and eight. So you reckon top six? It should it should be the top six. Absolutely. I'm not. Arguing. The only reason it's, it's, it's all about money eight is about money. Yeah, more teams in the finals. That's 100 percent what it is. Of course it is, and I don't think anyone can argue the fact. Top six should be it, but it's it, it's it's more exciting at the end of the at the end of the season to have a top eight because Except there's more to 2009 when Parramatta are in the side. <laughs> and 2014. I was actually going to bring that up. Gilby, then we wouldn't have seen Jared Haynes right I know. Yeah. I know. True. But facts are facts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, boys, we'll leave it at that. Thanks again, boys, for coming on. Clarky Gildy, always a pleasure. Never a chore. A big thank you to our sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, and to everyone for tuning in to episode 28 of the Sideline Story Rugby League Podcast. That's a wrap from us here at the Virtual Studio. Thank you. Clarky. Thanks, Yeah. You got to go to bed.
That was a good one. That was a really, that was a really enjoyable episode. Bye, 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 b